Praise God. Brother Merriman, come take your liberty tonight. Amen. Everybody, everybody that's listening right now, I want you to preach with the preacher. Let's have church together. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It is such an honor and a privilege to be a part of the church and the day and the hour that we live in. Amen. I believe that uh, we were we were have come into the world for such a time as this. Amen. I believe that we are here in this moment. Amen. For just this time, God knew. Amen. When He brought us into life, that uh, these days would come. And I believe that he's prepared us, amen, or is preparing us, amen, for this time. So, amen, if you're wondering if you are cut out for this and if you're going to make it, God thinks you are able. <laughs> amen. God believes you're able. Amen. God is going to give us strength. Amen. Amen. Paul prayed three times that this thorn in the flesh would be taken away from him because he did not think he could handle it. Amen. He didn't believe that he was able to handle that thorn in his flesh. Amen. But when he said, God, would you take it away? No. God, seriously, take it away, please. No. Come on, God. I don't know if I can handle this. No. Three times God said no. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. Amen. His grace, God's grace is sufficient I'm thankful that we understand the grace of God, amen, as being strength, amen, in our weakness. When we don't think we can make it, amen, His grace makes up the difference, amen. It's not, it's not nothing we deserve, I understand that, but I'm telling you, amen, we, uh, we're going to need uh, the grace of God, and I'm thankful that He was willing to give us grace. Amen. To handle any situation. Praise God. If you feel as though you are lacking or, or any day of the, the week or any moment of your life, amen, just begin to pray, God, I need your grace. I've prayed that prayer many times in my life. Amen. Lord, I need your grace. Amen. I'm admitting, God, I, I can't. I know, I, I, I know you're not taking this from me. I know I'm going to have to endure this, but, but God, would you give me the grace the strength to make it through and uh he will amen if you ask your heavenly father amen he will give you the grace that you need amen praise god it's uh, again a privilege to be here tonight i know this is very unique and different but i pray i hope i i just i hope and pray and believe that there are folks that are listening um that maybe have never been to the truth church in olathe that's that's really um, that's really our desire. I hope that you are here, maybe listening for the first time, uh, along with the church family. And so uh, you're a part of the church family tonight and uh, forevermore. We want you to be a part. Amen. But uh, I believe that if you're listening online and uh, in radio land, that uh, you are here listening for a reason. And God has a message for you. I have to admit also that what I'm preaching, God... I feel as though almost part two, if you will, as, uh, to what uh, Bishop Riggin spoke and uh, preached about this morning. As I was listening, we were just, uh, God was just talking to me. And uh, I believe that, uh, I, I pray, I pray, God does it just hand in glove and, and that I could be just in tandem with my pastor 
and uh, bring some encouragement and direction, amen, for the hour that we live in. Praise God. We really need, I'm telling you, you're not going to look to Donald Trump for your answer. You're not going to look to the World Health Organization for your answer. We're not going to look to the Department of Kansas Health Services for our answer. Amen. I'm telling you, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, this is how faith is going to come. So don't tune out, amen, the word of God. This is the time to tune in to what God has to say. And, and uh, so tonight, uh, uh, we're just, I just want to go to the word of God. And, and I don't, I don't want to take long time, I, but I just want to deliver what God has put on my heart. And, uh, and, and so I, I was, uh, I, I believe that uh, there was a friend of mine just recently knew I was preaching. He says, Brother Riggin, so smart, not doing video, <laughs> knowing you're going to be preaching. And so to that, I say, <laughs> amen. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm telling you, you know what? Don't ever lose your ability to laugh in a difficult time. And uh, because we're going to need to laugh. You're going to laugh or cry. I'd rather laugh. Amen. And if you need someone to laugh at, laugh at me, I guess. Uh, it, don't forget, you can, if you have my number. I was going to send out my number but uh, over, the, over the airwaves, but I thought, uh, they're checking the Holy Ghost there. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, and I thought maybe somebody who don't wanna want to find me might find me. So if you have my number, Text me, amen. I, I got my phone up here. Not normally. I normally leave it off the platform, off the side, uh, but I do have it up here, and uh, I, I want to. I want to hear from you. And uh, amen. I got my first amen. Thank you, brother Mike. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. I am thankful. Amen for uh, just. I, I'm thankful tonight. Amen. Why don't we turn to the Word of God in uh, Luke chapter uh, 19? Verse number one, and again, I, I don't want to sound as repetitious or uh, repetitive from what uh, was was preached this morning because I feel like that was very direct and what we need to not be distracted, amen, from the promises of God, amen. And much was said about uh, our situation, and I'm going to tag along uh, with that tonight, but uh, in just a bit of a different vein, amen. Luke chapter 19, verse number one, uh reads this way, and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature, and he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way, and when Jesus came to, that, to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Amen. Why don't we take just a minute here and, and, and let's just talk to the Lord and ask him to help us. Amen. That the distractions wouldn't interfere. And let's just go to the Lord for a minute in prayer. Amen. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you, Lord. Lord, we love you tonight. We're thankful for your mercy and your grace. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Ghost that is in this place. Lord, I thank you for your spirit that you are sending across the airwaves, Lord, unto every household and to every family. 
Lord, I pray you would anoint my lips to preach the word of God. What you've spoken to me into my heart, Lord, help me to deliver this message to this people. God, I pray your will would be done. In this hour, we need you more and more. God, I pray you would help us to receive it, Lord. We magnify you. We thank you, Lord, and give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. Everybody said amen. (laughs) Just history says you got to say it twice. (laughs) Praise God. You may be seated. Um, And uh, that's funny this morning. Um, you know, it's interesting. I just preached a, a message here on quit you like men, talking about behaving like men. Just an observation uh, to us guys. And thank you, Sister Sandy Final, Brother Hilton, Brother Jared Hilton. Man, I'm thankful they got some amens on Amen Corner. Uh, but uh, I preached about behaving like men, and I, I, it was very apparent to me. And uh, I didn't find it. I found it. I realized God, God was in it uh, because this morning, as we were in our living room, I realized that not as much was happening. As I began to be more exuberant, as I began to say amen, I, I heard my children, I heard more, more of my family saying amen. And when I would clap, I, there would be a tendency more for them to clap. And I realized, God, I'm literally leading my family in my home in worship here. Amen. So tonight, if you're at home, dads, Amen. Why don't you behave like men? Lead, lead your families tonight in worship. It's really going to—it's really going to be necessary. Amen. I realize. You know what? If I want them to worship, I really am going to have to worship. So, Amen. Let's just worship uh, together. Amen. So, uh, in Luke chapter nineteen, Jesus—he's uh, coming through Jericho, and uh, uh, Zacchaeus, being the wee little man that he was, uh, he, the Bible says that he was a chief among the publicans. He was a tax collector. He was in charge. He, he was very rich and very wealthy and very well off. Uh, had things going for him. His life was in order, if you will. Um, and, and he sought to see Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus. Amen. That was very commendable. He wanted to, to participate in what Jesus was doing. And, uh, and he, he, I have to believe that there was some true desire, not just as one of the Pharisees, and to come along to catch him in his word. I believe Zacchaeus had a desire uh, to really get to know, kind of like Nicodemus came in the nighttime. Uh, there were some religious leaders who were, who were wrapped up in tradition, yet they were still, um, they were still hungry for a true relationship with God. And so in that desire, he sought after Jesus and uh, he could not, the Bible says, for the press because he was a wee little man. That's what it means to be a little of stature. And uh, he was uh, short, if you will, and he couldn't see over the crowd and, and was a small guy. And so he was having a difficult time getting to Jesus. Amen. And so he devised a plan. He, had, uh, he took a look at the, he must have knew the road and saw the road that Jesus was taking. And, uh, and, and so he pre-positioned himself, if you will. Amen. He, he took a look at the main road and he said, Jesus is coming by. I can't get through the press uh, like everybody else. And it's difficult that way. He said, so I really want to see Jesus. So I, I'm going to make another way. And so he went ahead and made preparations. It was uh, untraditional. It was not uh, the norm. It was uh, out of the ordinary. Amen. Yet he had a desire to see Jesus. 
Amen. He said, uh, I want to see my Savior. I, I want to see my Master. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost as I'm preaching right now. Amen. And uh, But he had to go about things in a very non-traditional uh, 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 fashion. Amen. Because he really wanted to see. But he went ahead and ran before. Oh, I'm telling you. He went ahead of where Jesus was going to be. And he made preparations. He climbed up into a sycamore tree. Amen. Because he knew oh, that it was uh, uh, Jesus was on his way by. Passing uh, this way, Jesus was on his way. Uh, I'm telling you that I do not believe uh, uh, that the efforts we are making in uh, providing service uh, uh, is in vain. I, I believe that Jesus uh, is passing by this way. Uh, we, can't, uh, we can't see him in the, uh, the, the ordinary way. We can't see him the, the traditional way, if you will. Amen. But I'm telling you, I'm willing to climb up a, a sycamore tree. I'm willing to climb. I'm willing to log in. I'm willing to sit in my living room. I'm willing to do whatever I've got to do to see Jesus. Oh, I'm telling you, don't miss an opportunity to see Jesus pass by your way because he just might do what he did to Zacchaeus. Because when Zacchaeus climbed up into that sycamore tree, Jesus passed by that day and he looked up and he saw Zacchaeus and he said, hey, why don't you make haste and come down because for today I must abide in your house. Oh, I'm telling you today, if you will seek after him, he will tell you, I must abide in your house. There's not an option. You've made a way for me. You've gone out of the ordinary. You've made a provision. And today, I've got to come to your house. Oh, hallelujah. If you're sitting in your living room, why don't you shout unto the Lord? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm short. I can't do this. I'm not really good with technology. It doesn't matter if you'll just shimmy up the tree. I'm telling you, Jesus is telling somebody, is telling the truth, church, okay, I see your effort. I see your effort. Amen. So make haste and come down. For today, I must abide at your house. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, man, I'm telling you, the look uh, that must have occurred, uh, amen, on Zacchaeus' face. The feeling that he must have felt, uh, hallelujah, and the whole crowd around him just kind of going along and, and uh, just trying to make do with every uh, in life and thought, well, I'll see him if I see him, and amen. But I'm telling you, when Jesus looked up in the tree... <laughs> And he saw a man uh, that had a desire. He said, listen, I can work with desire. Hallelujah, I'll pass by your way. And not only am I going to pass by your way, he said, I'm going to come. And I'm going to be a part of your house. I'm gonna, I, I've got to come into your house. Hallelujah. Amen. When Satan, amen, what Satan has uh, uh, intended to do to hinder the church, uh, he is always looking to hinder the church. <laughs> always trying to frustrate the work of God. Always trying to distract, uh, amen, from revival. Always trying, amen, to, uh, to distract. And man, thank you for your amens. Uh, uh, they're coming in. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm telling you, always is, uh, is the devil trying to hinder. Amen. But I, I, have, I believe that many times uh, the exact thing that the devil has meant to, uh, to hinder the church, uh, amen, is what has transformed the church. 
Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The thing, the very thing that uh, Satan says, ha, I got him. I've got him with this, or I've got him with that. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, is the same thing that tends to blow up in the devil's face and revival and transformation and glory and power come to the church. Amen. I'm telling you, I believe it. It was spoken here tonight, Romans 8 28. And now, or and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. All things work together for the good. Oh, hallelujah. Everything works together for good. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm telling you, the devil is not omniscient. Amen. He doesn't know everything. He's not everywhere. Amen. He, he does not have all power. Many times we assume uh, we got a feeling that he does. We act like he does. We act like he knows everything that God knows. He doesn't. Amen. He's not God. There is no equal to God. There is none beside him. No, not any. Amen. The devil is not the equal or the opposite of God. Oh, hallelujah. God has no opposite. Hallelujah. Amen. So when something happens, amen, the devil has to decide what this is. The devil has to make a decision as well. The devil looks, uh, amen, uh, at situations. Uh, Amen. He looked and said, if I can bring trouble to Job, then I'll get him. Then I'll take care of him. He doesn't have the understanding uh, of Job's faith. Uh, He did not know the faith uh, that was deep inside of Job's spirit. Uh, He just simply thought, if I can bring trouble, I can deceive him. And I can destroy him and his family. The devil, that's all he knew. He just knew, I can bring trouble. And if I can bring trouble, I believe I can get them. If I can bring a a sickness, I can get them. Oh, hallelujah. Just because, amen, just because he thinks... Uh, a certain th- I'm telling you, we got to use this to our advantage. Uh, amen. Because the, the devil looks, uh, amen, at the coronavirus uh, or the coronavirus, however you want to say it, uh, amen, and thinks, ha, hey, I've got them holed up uh, in the house. Uh, I've got them separated, amen, in, uh, to families. Uh, I've got them outside of the church house. Uh, I've got them away from their spiritual father. Uh, I've got them away from the leadership. Uh, I've got them away, amen. But all he can see is what the rest of the world can see but I'm telling you he cannot see what God can see he cannot see what's in the kingdom he cannot see beyond what everybody else can see oh hallelujah amen Satan and his devils let me let me show you they rejoiced when Jesus was taken in the garden and he was beaten they rejoiced because they thought we had him. Oh, they thought, uh, this is finally it. Uh, I'm finally going to shut the mouth uh, of Jesus. Uh, they rejoiced uh, when Jesus was hanging on the cross. Uh, they could not see anything more or beyond the cross. Uh, they could not see, uh, amen, the plan that God had intended. All they saw was the Messiah hanging on a cross. Uh, they rejoiced uh, as they took him off of the cross uh, and placed him in the grave. 
Oh, hallelujah. They rejoiced, amen, when they saw the looks upon the faces of all of his disciples. They saw the looks of discouragement upon his disciples. And all that Satan could see is the discouragement, amen, in the death of the Messiah. All he could see, amen, was on the surface. Oh, hallelujah. But what they failed to see, but this was all a part of God's master plan. Oh, from the beginning, amen, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. The devil could not see the plan. The devil doesn't know the plan. The devil doesn't understand the plan of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. But they rejoiced. Amen. I believe Amen. Hell rejoiced. Uh, amen. At the cross. Uh, hallelujah. But I'm telling you, oh, hallelujah. Amen. He didn't see, uh, amen, uh, what this meant. Uh, amen. He didn't understand the bruises. He didn't understand, oh, hallelujah. He didn't understand the wounds that he had taken. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. And he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed I'm telling you the devil was rejoicing at the cross but he didn't understand amen that when Jesus was hanging there he was fulfilling a plan amen of our healing he was fulfilling a plan to take our iniquity oh it blew up in his face he made a way Satan entered the heart of Judas he made a way for it to happen but God knows that all things work together for the good it's good it's good that the, Jesus was taken. It's good that Jesus went to the cross. The devil thought so. The devil wanted to believe that. Amen. But now today, you and I can come to Jesus Christ. You and I can come to an altar full of iniquity and full of sin. Amen. Separated from God. Amen. And we can fall at an altar of repentance. Amen. That very thing that the devil had meant for bad. Amen. God turned into good. And we can find, we can find, amen, forgiveness for our transgressions and from our iniquities because of his bruises. Hallelujah. And by his stripes we're healed. His blood, his blood to Satan was a sign of victory. Amen. It was a sign of defeat for the church. Amen. But he didn't understand Hebrews 9 and 22. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood is no remission. Oh, hallelujah. All, all, the, all the devil could see, all the hell could see is we've got victory. We've won. He's dead. Look at the blood. His life is no longer in him. Oh, hallelujah. But Jesus, the whole time, he could have called a legion of angels to take him off the cross. But he said, no, no, no. Let the blood flow. Let the blood flow. Because the blood, amen, is, is remission of sins. The blood is what's going to bring me back into union with my people. The blood is what's going to bring life into the church. Oh, I'm telling you today, what the devil meant for bad, amen, God is going to use for good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. 
Amen. What Satan rejoiced over and intended to use to destroy the church was exactly what brought the church into existence. Hallelujah. The thing, amen, that was intended, amen, to stop the church, to stop the plan of God, to stop the momentum was the very thing, amen, that brought the church into existence. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you, the cross, amen, was, a, was not a defeat, amen, but in the eyes of the devil, it was a defeat, amen, for the church. It was a victory for him and a defeat for God. Oh, I'm telling you, amen, but what the devil couldn't see, amen, was 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 19 is to wit that God always in Christ or that the Spirit of God was in the flesh. Oh, hallelujah. God, amen, His Spirit was in the flesh, amen, reconciling the world unto Him, death uh, unto Himself, not with uh, uh, imputing our trespasses unto them and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Oh, hallelujah. What the devil couldn't see, amen, was the cross meant reconciliation. Oh, that the, oh, that the cross meant you could be forgiven. Oh, I was born in iniquity. Oh, and in sin. Oh, my mother conceived me. Oh, but the cross. Oh, that thing that represented victory to the devil. Oh, it's really victory for the church. When Jesus hung his head and he said, it is finished. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He wasn't saying it's over, it's done. No, hallelujah. What was now torn was the veil in the temple. The separation is no longer. And now we can come boldly into the throne of grace in the time of need. Oh, hallelujah. Those of you tonight who are in another world outside of this church building. Amen. You may be listening in. You may be a, a child of, of God, a saint of this church, a, a member of the church. You might be a visitor visiting online. Maybe somebody who found us uh, uh, offline somehow. But I'm telling you, uh, amen, your life, uh, all the bad and all the negative and all the things that you have are struggling with in your life, uh, all the mistakes, uh, all the pain, all the, all the failures, uh, amen, the devil looks and says, listen, I've got them. I, I I've got victory over them. And he's, he's accusing you, amen, of, of, of a wicked past and a horrible situation that you have done. And you're never going to bring yourself out. Oh, hallelujah. But I'm telling you what, oh, what the devil sees as a victory in your life. Amen. God sees, amen, as a new beginning. Amen. He sees as a victory for the church. Hallelujah. Amen. We are saved by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of our testimony. I'm telling you, you don't have a tainted past. You have a powerful testimony unto Jesus Christ and to what He can do and the restoring power of His Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So what the devil has intended for bad. Amen. God already had a plan. He didn't have to go to plan B. He didn't have to go to plan C. He didn't have to go to plan uh, 1A. I'm telling you, he knew exactly, amen, everything that was going to come down the pike. He knew exactly what we were going to be facing today. He knew exactly, amen, what we were going uh, to go through. You can read in Exodus, uh, amen. Uh, consider this, uh, the children of Israel, amen, in Egypt. Uh, oh, we... Uh, 
Bishop talked about Joseph and, 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 and they ended up in Egypt because of uh, the famine and the family was there. Uh, the children of Israel, amen, landed, if you will, in Egypt. And, uh, and the Pharaoh that was there knew Joseph and, and, uh, and, 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 and had jo- seen Joseph's work that he had done and seen what Joseph uh, uh, had um, uh, had, had the dream and, and, and the prosperity and all those things. And, and so the, the Pharaoh liked Joseph and, and he liked the Israelites and the, and the people of God, the children of God. Amen. But the time came when Joseph died and the Pharaoh died. And, and uh, we read in Exodus 1, uh, verse 8 to 12, Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. The enemy's worried that we're going to multiply. You understand that? You realize that? The devil, what he's saying is, I, I, as long as they don't go, as long as they don't multiply. As long as they don't grow. Oh, come on, church. Amen. If you're sitting in your house tonight, amen, I want you to amen me here. Hallelujah. Amen. The enemy's concerned with growth in the church. The enemy's concerned with revival. The enemy doesn't want revival. The enemy doesn't want, amen, souls to be saved. That's his concern. Oh, hallelujah. He doesn't care how good you sing on Sunday night. He doesn't care how eloquent I preach or somebody else preaches. He doesn't doesn't care about our talents. He cares about the church. Amen. Growing. He cares about the church multiplying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when they fall without any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us and so get them up out of the land. Therefore, they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens and they built for Pharaoh treasured cities, Python and Ramses. But get this, verse number 12. Go ahead, put that up there. Listen, I want you to read along if you got this on your screen. It says, but the more they afflicted them, the more they afflicted them, the more that the people of God were afflicted. What was the devil worried about? What was the enemy worried about? Uh, was them multiplying. He was concerned with their multiplication. Uh, he was concerned, amen, with their becoming more, amen, of them than there was of his own uh, troops, if you will. Uh, amen. But the more that Pharaoh afflicted them, the more they multiplied and they grew. Oh, hallelujah. And they were grieved. The enemy was grieved because of the children of Israel. Hallelujah. If I I could put it this way. Amen. The more, amen, that the devil tries to afflict the church. Amen. The more the church is going to grow. The more the church is going to have revival. Oh, and the more they have revival, the more greed, amen, the enemy is going to become because we're growing and multiplying in the face of adversity. Hallelujah. Amen. Wouldn't you like to know what the enemy feels right now about Truth Church? Oh, Latha. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, ask Gideon. <laughs> hallelujah. Why don't we take a trip down to the enemy's camp tonight? Uh, hallelujah. Down uh, to 300. Uh, oh, God, are we going to do this? Uh, are we going to win? Well, go take a listen uh, and hear what the enemy says. Uh, oh, hallelujah. He found, uh, Gideon found the enemy talking. Oh, I had a dream. Uh, oh, the enemy's got dreams too. <laughs> Praise God. And the dream was there was a roll that fall, that came down and, and destroyed the army. Oh, I'm telling you. Oh, that's nothing more than the, that's, uh, Gideon and the children of God. Oh, we're scared 
scared to death. Oh, I'm telling you, church of uh, truth, church, amen. The more we grow, the more they afflict us, the more the devil tries to bring affliction upon the church, the more the church is going to grow, the more the church, amen, is going to multiply. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Back at you, Sister Anna. Amen. Brother Mike, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you. Oh, hallelujah. Sister Sandy, Sister Reba, Brother Goff. Amen. Brother Nelson, Brother Hilton. I'm trying. I'm preaching my heart out. I feel your prayers with me right now because what God, amen, has for the church, amen, is going to blow up the devil's plans. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, come on. Let faith rise up. Oh, let faith rise up in the church. Let faith rise up right now. Oh, hallelujah. This isn't plan B. This is plan A. This isn't plan B. This is plan A in the kingdom of God. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Amen, Bishop. I'm telling you, I understand. We're trying to figure out how to climb a sycamore tree. Amen. But this is not plan B. We're not caught off guard. God isn't caught off guard. Hallelujah. Our plan B is God's plan A. (laughs) I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen, amen. Amen. I wish I could have everybody speak. You all scream amen in my ear. I like it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. If you run around your living room, just be careful. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Oh, help us tonight. Amen. So the more they afflicted him, the more they multiplied and grew. Amen. What we're facing, Satan considers, amen, is trying to convince us is a tragedy. He's wanting to tell us it's a, it's a plague. Oh, it's a hindrance. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil, he thinks, oh, man, this is an opportunity to make gains. This is an opportunity to take some ground, amen, from the church. Amen. He sees Jesus hanging on a cross and says, all right, now's my hour. Now's my time. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. What the devil sees in Jesus hanging on a cross and what he sees as a church, amen, uh, that's having service online. Oh, hallelujah. What he doesn't see is what God's intending to bring about here in the coming days. Oh, hallelujah. In the last days, amen, uh, saith God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God's not done. Hallelujah. God's just getting started. Oh, I'm telling you, God's just getting started. Hallelujah. And this is why I want to turn to our, our attention to for just a few more minutes. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 15. Amen. And what the devil feels, amen, by getting us holed up into our houses as victory. Amen. I, I really feel that there, that's that, that, you know what, we can't come to church. We always, I'm telling you, apostolic, we talk, we preach, amen, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. And I believe that the devil's trying to torment the, the minds of the ministry and trying to feel, and he's trying to bring a, I feel that, Bishop, I'm telling you, I feel that. If there's any preachers out there and the sound of my voice that are in another church maybe listening in, I'm telling you, do not believe. Do not give in to that lie of hell. Amen. I do believe, amen, that we've got to come to church. I do believe amen that there we should not forsake our assembling of ourselves together amen but I do believe amen what God has done amen has brought together the other part of what's going to take to have revival in these last days 
Oh, and you, you understand where I'm going with this. Luke chapter 15, verse 8 to 9. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, if she lose one piece, if there's one thing that's missing, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. Hallelujah. And when she had found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. I believe that there is a revival in the last days for the church. I believe that there is a, an outpouring of God's Spirit. Amen. But I believe that there is a peace that is missing in the equation. Hallelujah. I believe that there is a peace, amen, of the equation that is missing. Oh, hallelujah. Because when she realized, this woman realized, hey, I've lost something in my house. I've lost a treasure in my house. I've lost something special in my house. Oh, Oh, I'm telling you, she didn't say, well, it's fine. I said, I got nine other pieces. I've got pieces that I can. No, no, no. She said, there's something that's missing in my house. Amen. And she felt compelled. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start cleaning the house. She said, I'm going to start cleaning the house because i got to find the missing piece. Oh, come on, church. I'm telling you right now, we've probably had more church in our house in the last 12 hours than we've had in our entire lifetime. Oh, there's a missing piece. And I'm telling you, it's God. Amen. It's revival. It's prayer. It's worship in the house. Our house. Our house. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Who's willing, amen, in your house right now, amen, where you sit tonight, hallelujah. Oh, pre-service prayer, when's the last time you spent an hour in your house praying and walking your living room floor? Oh, there's something precious that's missing in the home. There's something I feel, amen, that what the devil meant for bad, what the devil meant for bad, what the devil meant, well, I'm going to get them to stay home. I'm going to get them to go to their house. That'll discourage them. Wait a second. When they get home, they're going to realize, hey, there's something missing, and they're going to start praying, and they're going to start worshiping. I didn't know they were going to listen in the church. I didn't know they were going to start worshiping. I didn't know they were going to start speaking in tongues. Oh, no, I blew up in my face. Oh, I'm telling you, there is revival there's a piece that's missing and it's revival in the home Woo, hope you feel where i'm coming hope you feel what i'm saying here today this is not god's plan b this is god's plan a hallelujah i believe why we are in the home God's wanting to say, hey, don't you want the peace in your home that you've always longed for? Don't you want that revival spirit to, to come in your life? Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, amen, mom, dad, hey, why don't we sweep the house? Why don't we go about the house? What, what's going on here? Where's the missing piece? Oh, hallelujah. It's time consumption. It's gadgets. It's the internet. Oh, it's this. It's that. Oh, let's sweep the house. Let's sweep the house and find God's glory in the home. I'm telling you, we can find it in church, but I'm telling you, God's wanting it at home. Woo! Praise God. Amen. I'm sure you'd be running the aisles if you were here feeling what I feel. Ah, woo! I'm telling you, amen, the devil has no idea what he has done to the church. 
Amen. For the true church, the devil has no idea. All he sees is a Jesus hanging on a cross. All he sees is a church sitting at home. Oh, hallelujah. But Jesus sees children of God. Amen. Tuned in. Climbed up in a sycamore tree and said, well, I guess I got to come to your house. I guess I got to come to your house now. You want to see me that bad? Well, I guess come down. Make haste. I'm coming to your house. Oh, there's a missing piece. It's Jesus in the home. It's Jesus in the house oh come on somebody oh bless God bless God bless God hallelujah amen amen I got 72 uh, comments here amen praising God thank you hallelujah God never intended on us to have a church house only religion we preach it. Bishop, I'm telling you, I believe it to the core of my soul that you should be in church. The church going to church, there's nothing. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, there's something special that happens in the house of God. There's nothing like coming into the presence of God and worshiping with your fellow brothers and sisters. But... God never intended, amen, for Him, amen, to be something we come to church and find, experience, and then go home and have a missing piece. I'm telling you, listen, listen, uh, I want you to follow along here. We, uh, Genesis, or, I'm sorry, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, going to read uh, some of the verses of Scripture here in Gen uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Amen. Verse number one, again, Deuteronomy is the reading of the law, the second giving of the law. Amen. God is delivering His message to the people and His law, amen, and his, uh, uh, his, what He is wanting His people to uh, adhere to. Deuteronomy, amen, chapter 6, verse 1. Praise God. It says, Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord our God your God commanded you to teach, that you might do them in the land whither you go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statute and his commandments which I commanded thee, and thy son and thy son's sons all the days of thy life, and all that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that you may increase mightily. <laughs> what is it that the enemy is concerned with? The church increasing. Oh, hallelujah. Why do you think it's such a struggle for the church to increase? Amen. He's not as concerned with our talents. He's concerned with the church increasing. But God said, if you do what I say, if you follow my commandment, if you observe to do it, it's going to be well with thee and that you may increase mightily. As the Lord God of thy fathers have promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Amen. What's he saying? God said, listen, if you'll do what I say, if you'll observe my commandments, you're going to be blessed. Amen. You're going to increase mightily. And I'm going to give you a promise. And you're going to be in a land that flows with milk and honey. He's talking, I'm telling you, revival. Oh, he's talking about having, amen, prosperity in the spirit. God said, be well. It increase. So God speaks again in verse 4. And we love this. Is, this is our oneness apostolics right here. Amen. God speaks in verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. 
And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Amen. I believe that. Amen. That if we put everything, we've got to love God. Amen. There is only one God. <laughs> there is one Lord and one faith and one baptism. Hallelujah. Amen. There's only, uh, there's only one God. Amen. That created this whole world and this, everything. He, he's the only one. And His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to get into to a oneness message, but I'm telling you, amen, God said, if you will obey what I say to do, amen, you're going to be blessed and you're going to multiply. He says you got to love the Lord, your God, and you'll love Him with all your heart and your soul and with all thy might. And we can do that. But listen, here's where it gets interesting. Remember God's plan A? In these words... Verse 6, in these words which I command thee this day, they shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down. Where are you going to lie down? At home before bed. And when thou risest up in the morning in your house, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between the, thine eyes. And thou shalt write upon the posts of thy house and upon thy gates. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when God put this in order, when God established His covenant, amen, He provided a tabernacle in the wilderness. He said, I want to put my name and I want you to gather a place of gathering. I want you to go and I'm going to put my glory there. Amen. But he said there's a piece that you can't miss. There's part of this that's a part of plan A. He said this is part plan A. Not plan, plan B. Not when you get stuck in the house. Well then maybe start talking about God. When you get uh, confined to the home. That's when we should start praying some. Amen. Maybe when, when, when the government says uh, oh you, you're gonna, you, you can't uh, you got to stay in the house. Uh, maybe then we'll, we'll start worshiping the Lord and, and we'll start uh, uh, running around the living room and praying. Oh no, God from the beginning, He said, listen, yeah, I created a tabernacle. I've created a place for you to come. He says, but listen, if you're going to have a good time, if I'm going to show up in the tabernacle, He said, there's got to be something going on in the house. Amen. There's got to be something going on in the home. There's got to be something going on in the house. The family's got to know, amen, that you love me with all your heart and your soul and your might. Uh, amen. When you, when you uh, uh, teach them diligently to your children. When you get up and when you sit down, when you rise up in the morning. Uh, amen. Put it on the post of your house uh, and on the gates. Uh, oh, hallelujah. Amen. We've been blessed. Uh, amen. We have beautiful buildings. Uh, we do a great job of going to church. Uh, amen. But I'm telling you, amen, we have too often a, 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 a manna. Amen. A manna mentality. Understand what I'm talking about. Amen. The manna was what God had provided daily provision. Amen. To the children of God as they wandered in the wilderness. Amen. And every day, God would drop a little manna on the ground. And you'd leave your house and go pick up a little bit of manna and take it back just enough to get to the next day. And then you get, your, oh, tomorrow comes, oh, I'm hungry. Well, I guess I got to go out again and get a little bit of manna and come back and provide and, and just to get through another day. 
a manna mentality. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, God is trying to get the church. I believe when we get the balance, amen, of what God, what the devil has tried to bring, amen, is all looking at we're at home. We're, we're all by ourselves. We're separated. Amen. I believe very well is what God's trying to say. Hey, it's time to clean house, amen, and find that missing piece. Amen. As we march on to revival and the multiplication and adding to the church, it's not always going to be like this. But right now is the time to find that missing piece in the home. Right now is that time to find that missing piece and that missing connection with a child. Amen. Maybe a backslider. Maybe somebody else. I'm telling you, there's some things that are missing in the house that God is wanting us to find. Hallelujah. You understand, though, that the children of Israel in the wilderness, they had the tabernacle, of course. They made it exactly how God intended it to be. They said, do it such and such way. Build it all. We understand that God had a very specific, very specific plan, amen, for the tabernacle so His glory could fall. And I believe we got to follow the pattern Amen. I believe that God has a specific, a specific way, amen, in which He's going to bring power into the church. Hallelujah. The temple had to be done God's way. Amen. You had to bring a sacrifice. Amen. You had to bring a sacrifice to God. Oh, hallelujah. You had to wash. Amen. At the laver. Amen. And then you had to go forth. Amen. And take, a, uh, take coals off of that altar uh, that, you, that the sacrifice was burned on. Uh, and then you take those coals off of that altar. Amen. And to the altar of incense, which was before the throne of God. Amen. I'm telling you, if we don't do it God's way, amen, glory will not come to the house of God, to the church house. Amen. If we don't have prayer in the house of God, amen, there's no sacrifice. There will not be the fire, amen, that can bring forth an incense. There will be a stink in the house of God because there's not fire to place upon the altar of incense. I'm telling you, there's got to be a perfect way, a plan of God to bring glory into the house of God. The house of God was holy. It was pure. I'm telling you, you couldn't go in, amen, into the holiest of holies any other way. And the temp tabernacle was God's design, amen, for communal worship. Hallelujah. But you understand the 12 tribes of Israel. God said, listen, I want this also. I want the house of, my wor house of worship, the temple of God my temple, my tabernacle to be such and such. But listen, I want three tribes. Yes, there were 12. I want three, three tribes on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. But I don't want you just setting your house up any old way. I don't want you just setting up your house, your tent your, uh, that you dwell in any old way. Amen? Hallelujah. The plan of God wasn't just simply, well... I'm going to build the house, uh, you, you build my house, and then you guys go wherever you want, live how you want, do what you want, set up your house. No, no. He said, listen, I want everyone, I want you to set up him uh, in your house, uh, and I want it all, every house to face uh, toward the temple. Uh, 
I want every house to face uh, toward the tabernacle. Oh, hallelujah. So that your focus, uh, amen, as you stand, uh, as you come out of your house, uh, you're going to, uh, amen, the house of God. He said, I want there to be a connection. Amen. There's a two-part process here. Amen. I want your house, uh, amen, to be holy. I want the house of God to be holy. Amen. You can't live for God. Amen. Just in the tabernacle. He said, your house and your home has got to be a part of the plan. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm talking about multiplication. I'm talking about power. I'm talking about, I'm telling you, the woman who's missing uh, that piece, uh, she wasn't happy. She wasn't okay with, well, I'm okay. I've got nine pieces. No, no, she said, no. There's one I've got to find. Amen. And she began to diligently search out. Oh, hallelujah. The house, the home was not a place of neutrality with God. It wasn't a neutral place. Amen. Deuteronomy Chapter 7, verse 25 and 26. The graven images of their gods shall you burn with fire. Thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest thou be snared therein. For it is an abomination to the Lord thy God. Talking about the idols of the, of the nations that surrounded uh, the children of Israel. He was talking about, he says, listen, they're an abomination to the God. In verse 26, he expands. And he says, neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be a cursed thing like it. But thou shalt utterly detest it, and thou shalt utterly, utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. Amen. What I'm trying to bring to light tonight, amen, in this service, hallelujah, is that God, amen, cares about the house, amen, that you're living in right now. God, amen, wants to ignite a fire in your home that you're living in right now. Hallelujah. It's not a plan B to make do until. No, no, no. Amen. We've got to set our house in orders. We've got to get our house uh, set on fire and find that missing piece and add to to the house of God hallelujah when we come back amen and enter into this house once again amen into the future 30 days or uh, however long it is amen I'm telling you amen that's part of the plan amen but we can't uh, miss amen that fire we got to keep the fire burning in our home we've got to add to what God is trying to do it's got to be both parts hallelujah Hallelujah. Amen. Home isn't a neutral place. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, there are things... Oh, that, uh, that God, I believe even today that God is dealing with. Uh, amen. A spirit of revival. I felt the, such a holy, uh, the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost so strong uh, in my living room today. Uh, oh, and, uh, and, and as we were worshiping and as Bishop was preaching, uh, we felt such a power of God. Uh, oh, hallelujah. It should not be. Uh, amen. And say, well, I can't wait till 30 days until all of this goes away. <laughs> Oh, come on. Amen. Oh, we can't be saying, well, I, I can't wait till uh, I want to get back into the house of God. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about never coming back to God's house. I'm talking about uh, when we come back to God's house. Amen. I pray that sometime between now and then, we found that missing piece in our homes. We found that missing piece of prayer. We found that missing piece of worship in our lives. Hallelujah. That was just, it wasn't lost, it was just misplaced in the home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It wasn't outside, it was in the house, it was just, we had to go find it. I had to get some things cleaned up and cleared out. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Amen. Musicians would come. I'm just about done. Amen. Amen. Music is what brings hope to the hopeless <laughs> at the end of a preaching. Amen. Don't everybody say amen at the same time. <laughs> Got text limits. <laughs> Praise God. Now, I understand this message tonight is revival within the house. Revival within the house. And the idea what God put upon my heart today as Bishop was preaching about the dream and about revival growing was that this was not plan B to God. This was not a, an oops, let me figure out what I need to do. Let me figure out how, how, how am I going to figure out how to have revival with me? How am I going to grow the church now? That's not, that's not at all what God is thinking. Hallelujah. God is saying, hey, what the devil sees is not what I see. The devil sees some short dude up in a tree and making fun. What are you doing up there, Zacchaeus? But God's saying, you know what? I'm passing by your way. And I'm going to look up and I'm going to see true church up in a sycamore tree. Hallelujah. Up in the sky. Amen. Amen. True church. Amen. Hanging out in the Wi-Fi zone. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's revival in the air, but it's just a matter of we got to understand the peace. Uh, amen. This is all a part of the master plan. This is all a part of it. Brother, uh, Brother Jerry, I mean, I got one person sitting in the congregation. Amen. I'm telling you, uh, I'm thankful. Praise God. But I'm telling you, this is all part of the plan. God said, listen, love me with all your heart. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord and love the Lord. But he said, listen, it's in your house. You got to teach it diligently. When you wake up, he said, listen, it's in your house. It's in your house. You got you to make mention of me. You got you to put it in still things into your children at house. It's not only Sunday school that they're going to learn. Your children are going to learn about Jesus and this little light of mine and, and about there's only one God. Amen. It's in the home. Amen. That when you come to church, hallelujah, that there is a support. There's a strength and a connection. about this the devil desired to keep us at home to our detriment but God's plan has always included the home and, and revival the home being a part of revival now listen I'm telling you this, we need to continue having Bible studies in the home we need to continue having people over uh, for a time of fellowship in the home Oh, come on. Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 7. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Woo! Could it get more plainer than that? Amen. Amen. They continued in one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They ate their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church 
daily, such as should be saved. Bishop, I'm telling you, oh, they went to church and they met in the house and the Lord added. Oh, the one thing the devil's scared to death of is multiplication in the church. But the, the early church, they went to the temple. Then when they got done, they went to the house and they broke bread. Oh, I'm telling you, revival is here. Oh, what the devil thought, I'll get them a secluded. I'll get them in the house. Oh, no, that's just been the missing piece of revival. That's just the missing piece of a multiplication in the church. Oh, come on. Oh, we love Jesus, don't we? Oh, I'm telling you, I'm ready to sweep the house and find the missing piece. Acts 5 and 42, and daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus. And the last, this last couple scriptures we all understand. I think most of us who are apostolic, if you're not, I want you to understand. Amen. That there was a man named Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. He was a Gentile man who had a vision. Praise God. He had a dream. Hallelujah. God showed him there's a dream. And uh, you understand, you know, he didn't send him. He said, well, go to the temple. Again, I am not against the temple. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I'm trying to say that I believe what the devil has tried to put us into what we thought was a cage of our home is really the missing piece of revival. Hallelujah. Because when Peter came, hallelujah, amen. When Peter came, they sent for Peter. They sent for the man of God. Hallelujah. They sent for the man of God and said, hey, would you come to my house? Oh, yeah. Would you come to my house? Cornelius said, hey, Peter, would you come to my house? And he did. Cornelius, in Acts chapter 10, verse 24. And the morrow after they entered into Caesarea, Cornelius waited for them and had called together his kinsmen and near friends. Oh, Cornelius said, I'm going to bring every, all my family and friends into my house. Tell, what have we been talking about? What have we been trying to do? Hey, get it. Get your friends to come over and listen to church. Get your family into the house so they can listen online. I'm telling you, that's what Cornelius did. He said, hey, everybody, church at my house tomorrow. Everybody that can fit, come on in. I want all my friends. I want all my family because the apostle Peter is going to come and he's going to tell us what we need to do. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him, fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. He begins to preach in Acts 10 verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. And he commences to preach unto him Jesus and Jesus crucified. Amen. And he opened the key to the, to the Gentiles. And he preached repentance. He preached baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. If you are in uh, ear, uh, within earshot tonight and you do not have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Cornelius did not either. Neither did his whole household. Nobody within his house uh, had the Holy Ghost. They didn't understand amen who Jesus was. Amen. But they called for a preacher. Amen. And Peter preaches unto them. Repent. Be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
he was still in the house of Cornelius. Still in Cornelius' house. So in the house of Cornelius, while Peter was preaching, something very miraculous took place. In verse 44, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. Amen. As I remind you, they were in the house of Cornelius. Amen. They were in the house having church. All the friends and all the family. Oh, there was something going on. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, hey, I look at all. I saw the trouble you went into, Cornelius. I saw everybody come together in the house. And you know what? Oh, I got to make haste and I got to get down to Cornelius' house. Because I've got to abide in that house today. I've got to abide in that house. Oh, this isn't plan B church this is plan A for a multiplication into the kingdom of God and all and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God in the house you can do that in your house we could have that kind of church tonight right there where you're sitting Amen. Husband and wife, you can hold hands and close your eyes and pray until you speak in tongues. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, can a backslider that came to visit, can they receive the renewing in the Holy Ghost in your living room? Oh, yes, they can. Can somebody that you work with, amen, if there's somebody sitting in the living room of somebody from this church, amen, I'm telling you, you can pray right now and the Holy Ghost can come upon you. Amen. And revival can come and the Spirit of God can come upon your life. And Peter said, Can any man forbid water and the, that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then, then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Oh, hallelujah. Church, amen. I, this, uh, I, I just feel like this, uh, this was this part two of what was preached this morning. I felt God put this upon my heart, uh, amen, to tell the church, uh, amen, let's have revival within our own homes. The revival in the house wasn't plan B. Uh, amen, uh, worship in our homes was not plan B. Uh, revival in, in prayer was not a second, uh, was not an alternate option. Uh, amen, it should be in connection, in addition to, uh, oh, hallelujah. And whenever they went into the temple and they went into the house, uh, amen, the Lord added to the church uh, daily such as should be saved. Amen, this is revival. Amen. What the devil sees as a Jesus hanging on a cross. Oh, I'm telling you, tonight, right now, I don't see us as all cooped up and all scared in a house. I'm telling you, I see potential. I see multiplication. I see revival. Amen. From one end of Johnson County to the other. Amen. And beyond. I see revival in our homes. I see a missing piece. I see a missing piece of revival that's sweeping through every house of the truth church oh come on amen if you can don't think it's silly why don't you stand in your home with us right now hallelujah and we're going to have an altar call hallelujah I have no idea if there's anybody out there that needs the Holy Ghost for the very first time but right now it's your opportunity Amen. As we sing, as these praise singers and musicians play, amen, let the Holy Ghost begin to work in your home. Let the Spirit of God begin to minister. Hallelujah. This is not, this is not plan B. God knows this was going to happen. This is plan A. Come on.
on, let's have revival within the house. Let's sing it. Let's praise. Let's worship.